Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, broadcasting every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Blog Talk Radio Network, the Cyber Station USA Network, and our radio affiliates around the country. Today we're going to be talking with two very talented and very different women. At 2.05 Eastern, actress, singer, and comedian Lady Scoutington joins us, and at 2.30, the ringlet crown singer-songwriter with the angelic voice and the penetrating lyrics, Mary Schultz, will be here. But before we talk to our guests, let me remind everyone that this is your show. These bands are here to talk with you. So call us. You can call us at 347-215-7511. Or you can email your questions and comments to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Or log into the chat room. I understand from my producer that the chat room is going to be open in just a minute. Yes, yes, it's now launching. So if you're listening to us on Blog Talk, you can log into the chat room. And also, if you're listening to us on a podcast, you can still email your questions to our guests. You can send them to musicfridaylive at gmail.com, and we'll forward them on to our guests for you. We'll take off your email address, of course, so you don't get added to anyone's list you don't want to be added to. But uh, uh, that way we can also send you back their, their responses. So that's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Of course, that's Big Big Bed by uh, Blame Sally, and saw Blame Sally at the Boulevard in Culver City not too long ago. Uh, we have a guest on the line. We have a guest on the line. Is this Justin? This is Justin. Justin, thanks for calling in. This is Justin Zuban, and you were on Music Friday Live at the end of May. You were previewing your new album, Shakedown, and it's ready, I take it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you've got a release party coming up? You got it. This Saturday, uh, release party is at the Hotel Cafe, 11 p.m. We're uh, really looking forward to putting on a great show. I've got some guest uh, performers coming from from the album. Um, um, Natalie Ganther singing back up. Heath Francis also singing back up. Um, Michael Feldman's going to be playing keys. A wonderful group of people. Wonderful group. We've also got Barclay Roach playing bass, and uh, yeah, it's just going to be a wonderful time, and we're really looking forward to putting on a, um, you know, bringing the rock and roll um, that we're doing to Hotel Cafe. And what time do you go on? 11 p.m. Ooh, 11 p.m. on Saturday. That's the sweet spot on Saturday night at uh, the Hotel Cafe. You're going to have a you know, full it's house. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're really looking forward to it, for sure. For our listeners in Southern California, uh, the uh, Hotel Cafe is on Coenga Boulevard. It's between Hollywood and Sunset Boulevards, right in the heart of Hollywood. Get there early because, like I said, 11 o'clock uh, at night on Saturday is the sweet spot. There'll be a crowd, but there are no bad seats, and the sound is great. When you come in, tell the doorman there, the guy who stamps your hand, that you're there to see Justin Zuban. And keep in mind, there's plenty of inexpensive parking right around the corner on Selma Avenue. You're going to have a great time. Uh, Justin, will folks be able to just hang out with you after the show? Um, yeah. Um, I'll, have, I'll have a little booth there. Um, I'm going to be selling CDs and some posters and, and some uh, actually some little, little necklaces I've been making, just some different ideas, things I've been working on. 
Uh, yeah, it's going to be cool, man. You know, I'm really looking forward to, uh, you got a lot, of pe- a lot of people coming, you know, from all over L.A., and uh, a lot of people showing a lot of support and interest in the show, and, and you know, I'm definitely going to be hanging out afterwards, so I'm happy to talk with anyone who's uh, who's coming. Okay, well, uh, before I let you go, I just have a quick question. I read that you actually produced and mixed the album yourself, and I have a copy of the album, and it's a great album. In fact, I think I reviewed it for Vince Magazine, and I gave you uh, five stars. Where where did you learn how to produce and mix albums in addition to all the other things you do? Uh, well, I've I've been working in sound. I've had a, um, you know, been working in sound for film for about nine years almost. And, uh, you know, I've just been learning the process, you know, it's just all the tools I'm learning from, from the editing and the whole, uh, concepts of processing, you know, it's just, I'm kind of to the point where I felt confident enough in my skill set that, uh, I was going to be able to get it to where I wanted it to go. So I, I just, you know, as they say, you just, you just do it without thinking about it too much, you know? <laughs> Well, it, well, you did it, and you did it very, very well. I recommend the album to everybody. It's called Shakedown, and I recommend that if you're in Southern California, this Saturday night you uh, go over to Hotel Cafe on Coenga Boulevard, and you catch the uh, the album release party, and you hang out a little bit with Justin. Thanks really, uh, th- thanks an awful lot for, uh, for, for dropping in with it, uh, Justin. Oh, you got it, Patrick. Thanks for having me on. Okay, we're going to take a quick break right now and to welcome in our affiliates. And when we come back, Lady Scoutington, Renaissance Woman. Don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. And we're back. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, your host here at Music Friday Live. And I want to... uh, I want to welcome in our radio listeners around the country, and I want to give a special shout-out to our listeners up in Ashland, Oregon. It's summertime. Ashland is the Shakespeare capital of the country, and uh, we've got people up there listening to us on KSKQ-FM in Ashland, Oregon. they got their, their new um, uh, antenna, so you can hear it really well. So hi, everybody up there in Ashland, and have a great Shakespeare summer. Um, if you want to join us by email today, if you're you know sitting there with your earphones on, looking at a PowerPoint and listening to us, you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. If you're not sitting there with your earphones on, you want to talk to our guests, you can give us a call, 347-215-7511, 347-215-7511, and for our our blog talk listeners, keep in mind we are heard on terrestrial radio, so you can't say the seven words, you know, okay? Cool about that. And after the show, check out our website, musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. Well, Scott Durwood is a true Renaissance woman. At least she is to me. She's better known on stage as Lady Scoutington. She's a singer, an actress, a burlesque performer, a comedian, and a television writer. But most importantly, she's one of the funniest and smartest and most talented people in the entertainment business today. As a singer, she performs seemingly simple but really very clever and biting songs. As an actress, she has appeared on The Mindy Project, The List, The Dream Job, among others. She's written for the TV series Funny Girl. As a performer, she does stand-up comedy and burlesque, stripping herself almost bare, both physically and emotionally. And she's a graphic artist with a funny collection of sketches and cartoons you can see on her website. Now, Scout is a bit of an acquired taste, but one that you will savor and you will want more of. And Music Friday Live is very proud to bring you Scout Derwood, Lady Scoutington. Welcome to Music Friday Live, my lady. Hi, thank you so very much for having me. Well, Scout, um, 
thank you for taking the time to be with us. I know that uh, given all the things you do, it, you, it must be very hard for you to get to uh, to find time in your schedule. So I appreciate it. Um, I want to focus on your music since this is Music sure. Party Live. But before we do that, uh, I'd sort of like to kind of better understand all of your entertainment ventures. There seems to be a lot of social commentary in, in your work. Uh, do you just sort of absorb what's going on around you in society and kind of instinctively use it, or are there specific messages that you want to transmit? Um, I think my take on it has always been to live a life that you stand behind and are proud of, and uh, if through that you're making a social comment, then by all means, feel free. But uh, my strategy has kind of always been to let the reaction speak, as opposed to try to put too much thought into what I'm doing, which isn't to say it's not thought out and intentional. Um, it is, but like, for example, being gay, um, I don't, I talk about it, but I kind of let people who want to react to it, react to it the way they do instead of try to lash out against it. So I try to always just kind of be uh, doing my own thing and let people react to it how they will. Uh, are, are there any uh, particular issues that are close to your heart? Um, wow, great question. Um, I think for me, I mean, of course, equality is huge. Um, but beyond that, I think just, I mean, yeah, sure, in my personal life, like, I support a lot of environmentalist um, agencies, and, and I do a lot of, like, um, kind of, like, um, indigenous activism type stuff, so supporting activism abroad or however, you know, that manifests. Uh, but, no, I think in my comedy it's more just, like, the overwhelming message is be who you are, even if that's a weirdo. Uh, I happen to be a little bit of a weirdo, and so it comes naturally to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I'm, I'm glad you're a little bit of a weirdo because it gives us some great entertainment. <laughs> there you um, go. Here's a, speaking of weirdos, uh, here's a song that, that does talk about a social issue, the perception of beauty in our society, but it's hey. done in a kind of unusual way. This is uh, Pretty Burps. We're going to listen to a bit of it. wash your hair. Why you so smelly? Oh, that's right. Baby, why? Put on my shirt. Baby and jelly. Just another day. Same outfit. Don't be ashamed. This time I'm gonna look around for something cleaner in the lost and found. Pretty birds. Too busy to put my hygiene first. Second day chic, shower this week, girl, your socks week. Pretty birds, pretty birds. Pretty birds. Is this dirty? Gotta smell it first. Trying to tweeze in, pop that big bit, boogie picking. There's lots of tricks to being pretty. Now, as a man, um, I, I don't often, probably rarely, think about what it takes to be an acceptably attractive woman in our society. You know, I just know what I like, especially if you're a busy woman, uh, like you actually are. And there's some lines in that song that say it really well. It takes a whole lot of work to be a woman today. Cutting corners is how we survive along the way. Now, that, that's really powerful, even if you do sort of punctuate them with burps. Um, is this a commentary on the the uh, the pressures on women in general to conform to beauty standards, or is it a commentary on the inhuman pace of life, or on the entertainment business, or all of the above? Um, I think for us it was um, so that's my sketch partner Amy Hessler helped me out with those vocals, and um, Beyonce came out with that album, and it was we were like, oh how cool, she's so woman positive. And we listened to it, and it felt to us just like a little bit, like a little bit left of center, like a little bit like, hey, Beyonce, you're clearly living a different life than we are. Um, the original lyrics to that song are pretty hurts. Uh, perfection is a disease of the nation. So Beyonce was speaking out against those stereotypes. But we felt like more realistically, my struggles are like trying to hide the fact that I burp or trying to – know all those things you do like last minute in the bathroom because you know you just didn't have time to do it um so for us i think it was kind of a reality check not only against 
these crazy standards of beauty, but against how people speak against them. Beyonce's take on it was very heavy-handed, and I think she's a very, you know, obviously amazing and, and such a great role model. But we were kind of like, okay, well, for those of us who aren't, you know, suffering from, you know, whatever it is, like, what about day-to-day pretty hurts, which for us was pretty birds. Um, while you were uh, talking, we got an email in from uh, Bruce406 okay. in L.A., and, and he wants to know, I'm sure everybody out there wants to know, uh, actually he has two questions. First one is, uh, did you laugh a lot while you did the song? And secondly, uh, who actually did the burping? <laughs> Great question. Um, we did get a really good time writing it um, and kind of like pitching. I think even more fun than the stuff that made it in the song was stuff that we were like, oh, we can't totally admit that we did do that. <laughs> so we had a good time kind of confessing our little um, shortcuts to each other. And um, the burping that made it into the track, I believe, is mine. Um, though Amy did her own fair share, and we had our own tricks to, to get that to happen. But the ones that – it was hard to, to get those recorded well. It's a weird sound to capture. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking yeah. with uh, Lady Scoutington, and you can talk with her uh, at 347-215-7511, or you can email us at um, – Music Friday Live at gmail.com. And for those of you listening on Blog Talk, the, uh, the chat room is open. Now, in, in your burlesque shows, uh, you do some mm-hmm. pretty outrageous things, in, including smearing cake batter on yourself in one show. Sure. Do, do you think your audience gets the commentary, or does it matter if everyone, including you, is just having a good time? Uh, I do think they get it, and I get a lot of comments about it. Um, and again, one of the big comments I got, so um, I don't do burlesque anymore. It's still kind of an element of what I do, but when I left New York and came to Los Angeles, um, I kind of left that behind in no small part because I think the context for nudity um, in which I liked to perform is kind of unique to New York, but it is a very, like, cheeky, a very comedic base. It's It's sexual without being kind of like super sexualized. Audiences tend to get it. And then out of context in, in L.A., there kind of wasn't that um, that kind of um, response to it. So a lot of the comments I would get in New York ranged from like, you know, if I did a number that was kind of blatant that they would get the message. But beyond that, people were like, it's so cool to see kind of body positive stuff. So again, like it was less of me, you know, singing about, uh, you know, we shouldn't hate our bodies and more of loving my body as an example. Um, and also, I think New York, and particularly the world that I lived in, the kind of like city Brooklyn and below 14th Street world, holds so many different contexts for nudity. And I think the rest of the world could kind of take a page from that book. Um, so now I, I do keep my clothes on. I don't know if that's selling out or moving up, but uh, either way, it's where I am. As long as it's where you are, and you know, and uh, you know, we have our our nudity here in Los Angeles. You should drop by the uh, the nude volleyball games that are held once a year in Venice. Uh, right? volleyball. It sounds like a like a danger zone. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, well, I, I've been listening to to one of your songs kind of over and over all week, and it's this one. Okay. And um, just because musically it's addictive, but it. Draw some pretty intriguing images. So let's listen to a little bit of uh, Paris. As a listener, uh, I, I'm responding to that song uh, because it's in, in a, well, a hard, a, hard. That song's blues. a Grace Potter cover. Is it what? It's a cover. Yeah, that's Grace Potter originally sang that. 
Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's it's great um, hard blues rock, and which is uh, well, I love. But uh, I'm just wondering, um, uh, what is it that uh, if you were from Paris, you would say "ooh la 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 la"? I think got all the right la las in there too. Yeah, there you go. Um, I think it's just a tune about about um, kind of falling in love and being helpless to it. So, you know, all the different ways you would handle it. And if you were in Paris, you'd uh, give it an ooh la la. So give it a little a wink and a nod and, and do as they do in Paris, which, you know, <laughs> maybe isn't radio talk. Um, yeah, but that's a, that's a Grace Potter cover, and that was done um, just vocally. Someone had needed uh, uh, that sample, so we did that for them and, and got to keep the track. Well, I, I love it. It's, it's, it's uh, one I've been, like I say, been putting, put on repeat this week. Uh, and oh, also, it's a great thing. It also reminds me that, that you're a very good musician. Uh, you've got a great Thanks. voice. You can control it and modulate that voice with the best of them. Uh, you can write and you can play different forms from rock to ballads. And, and most important, because I've seen you live, is that you have the confidence in your skill to play with your music, to push boundaries. Now, where did you learn to handle music so well? So interestingly, um, I just started working kind of um, in the studio and recording and stuff. So it's fun to, to kind of watch that catch up because I came up um, as a cabaret singer. So in New York, I had always just kind of, you know, kept my voice to myself. And then um, through kind of an odd course of events, I ended up singing for a living um, in uh, a couple different uh, kind of um, couple different shows. And from there, it's turned into what it is now, which is that, um, I kind of went back and studied music theory and now can compose. And still what I compose tends to be um, more comedy stuff, so I break form a lot. But there's kind of a blessing into not coming at music uh, from, like, an academic background, like not having studied it, because you make choices that intuitively are different, but you don't know they're different because you don't know the norm. So I'm recording my first little kind of studio album now of all comedy songs, and that's super fun. Um but it's definitely got a really live, raw feel because that's how, I mean, my entire life up until now has taken place more or less on a stage, which is so cool. Um, so I think part of when people say I look confident on stage is just because I've, I've been up there so many times. And some of these, you know, you do these cabaret shows and you'll go on at, you know, 1230 or whatever, and you're, uh, and you're kind of like keeping the audience alive. And it's, it was such a fun way to kind of cut your teeth on live performance. And it makes you so that, because you're performing live and often you're singing and there are dancers going on and there's, you know, the band leader and, you know, a five-piece band. So you're constantly kind of negotiating what's going to happen next. And if the dancer feels like she needs to keep going, you keep going. And, you know, if you're looking at each other and thinking like, man, there would be a great sax solo here, you kind of like give the nod to the sax player and he takes it away. So it turns into this really fun, fluid, kind of old-time jazzy, wonderful world and then translating that into anything in the studio has taken a year or two to kind of get the hang of a couple swings and misses but now i think we finally got it and i'm excited for the first album to come out uh, when uh, do you think that'll come out it's going to come out sometime uh in the fall um a lot of the music all the music exists live it has been done a while so kind of wrangling that and the album which i'm so excited about um, kind of had the feel of it being live as well as acknowledging it's in the studio. So before what we try to do is take the songs and um, try to keep them, uh, restrict them to a form, which they don't always do for me because they're comedy songs. So it's funny to have these little asides and um, things like that. And what we did instead was like one of the songs we perform with a laugh track to it, kind of a heavy handed, super cheesy kitsch laugh track. Um, we're keeping the intro. So it comes off feeling a little more like like a Tenacious D album or a little bit more like a live concert performed in studio for just me and my piano player. Um, but it's, I'm, I'm really happy with it. I think it's something really new and really fun. I'm looking forward to it. And obviously a number of our listeners are too um, because we've got a lot of emails uh, asking this question, and I'll just read one of them. This is from uh, Lola Bola in Seattle, and Lola wants oh. to know, where do we get your songs, and what is the name of the album? And, yeah. And, oh, great yeah. question. Um, the album is called Woman of Whimsy. Um, 
and uh, it'll it'll pop up on iTunes. The, my honest best advice right now uh, is just to follow me on Twitter at at Lady Scoutington because um, all the updates come out that way. And it's really been a really fun, fast ride from just being having sung for years in, in the backs of bars and clubs to it getting a, a lot more attention. So it's kind of a great race to try to keep up with myself, which I think as an artist is kind of exactly what you want. So, uh, yeah, I, we don't have a, an official release date yet, um, but the, the all of the material is getting previewed uh, at Dixon Place in New York on the uh, 10th in a show called Woman of Whimsy, This Would Kill in Vegas. Is the name of that show. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, uh, we're talking with Lady Scoutington, and you can talk with her, too, at 347-215-7511, or keep those emails coming. And for all of you who have emailed in, more nudity, please. I don't think we're doing that anymore. Right? But um, nudity doesn't really work over the radio either, so uh, even if true, we wanted right. to. That's true. Um, your resume is kind of a short story into itself and, and I recommend our audience to uh, go to your website and take a look at your resume you've done a lot of very interesting things one of which caught my eye among your special skills is rugby have you played rugby <laughs> oh yeah 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 I played through college I played a couple years after um, I actually originally went to college to play soccer and then decided I wanted to uh, move around a little bit so I ended up just playing D3 but I played all four years and the last two of those, I picked up rugby, and it became a wonderfully addictive habit. And then I played a couple years uh, club in New York. Yeah, I was, it, uh, I'm a weak side flanker, so I have I do have chops. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah. Was this um, um, a girls rugby team, or was it a mixed rugby team? Oh sure, I feel like co-ed rugby would be suicide unless it was um, <laughs> like flag. No, this was um, all women's. I love women's sports. I think it's such a cool. Look, it's such an important uh, role model for people to have. I mean, I was a soccer player, so I had the Fab Five, uh, you know, Mia Hamm, Brianna Scurry, Brian Chastain, Joyce Hardy, all yeah. of them um, to look up to. And a lot of women don't have that. And it's such a, like, ballsy, wonderful thing. And actually, I don't I, – I quit most sports now just for showbiz. Um, but I, I, my friends entered me in an oil wrestling contest. Recently, and I was like, "Oh, sure, this will be fun." And um, I we got there, and it was very serious. And I had that moment of like, "Oh, this is the day I die." It was nice knowing you, because um, the oh girls were God. so tough. And then I ended up um, losing in the championship match. <laughs> I went all the way to the finals, which was okay. so unexpected. And uh, I've got fun uh, it. We're going to get back to music, uh, and uh, before all the emails pour in asking where the video to that is, is there video to that? <laughs> <laughs> there's no, no, there's not video, just my memories. Who okay, knows, though, right. maybe the next chapter for me is MMA fighting. All right, everybody can, can just cool off. You don't have to ask about the video for that. Um, <laughs> one of the more unusual, and when you listen to the words endearing, is this particular song, which I love dearly, Snuggle Pup. Snuggle Pup. Fascinating song. Uh, can I uh, conclude from that? You are not only a dog lover, but a dog owner. I am. Uh, Omelette is sitting right next to me. She's featured in that video. That's another collaboration with Amy Hessler. Just kind of our take on our rap song. We're not big into crystal or, or cars, but we do love our dogs. Okay. Well, n next time um, we, we, you're on the show, and I'd like to have you back on the show when your uh, album's out, we'll have to do it live yeah. in the studio, and you can bring your dog who can play with the two dogs that are here. Perfect. Either Thanks, that or baby. they can all fight in the background. Well, uh, we have been having fun, which means that time has flown. Um, before you leave, though, I know you have a couple of shows coming up. Uh, you've got one yeah. this Sunday night at 9 p.m. at the Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank. Um, it's mm -hmm. called Music in the Key of Funny. Is that right? Yeah, and, in the key. And then, as you mentioned, um, the Whimsy Show uh, returns to El Cid on Saturday, July 26th at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Is uh, yep. Got that one right? Over in Silver Lake in Los Angeles, of course, yes. 
Okay, and I, I plan to be on that one. And uh, you mentioned um, right. uh, a show a show in New York at the Dixon. Yeah. So I'm uh, performing uh, Works in Progress, um, Women of Whimsy, This Would Kill in Vegas on the 10th at Dixon Place in the, uh, at 7.30. Okay, so all right. So that'll be a beautiful album presented. That's three good shows coming up and on, on the two sides of the, the country. So everybody will have a chance, at least on the two sides of the country, to see you live. And let me tell you, seeing uh, this lady live on stage is definitely an experience you don't want to miss. Scout, thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm looking forward to having you back when your new album's out. Oh, thanks. Such a joy. Thank you so much. We have to take a break now. And when we return, the ringlet-crowned princess with the angelic voice joins us. Don't go away. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. And we're back here at Music Friday Live. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, your host. And don't forget, we love to hear from you. Uh, the chat room is open. We've got some people in there in the chat room. You can also call us, 347-215-7511. And you can email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And for the, all those people whose emails arrived after a Scout left, I'm sorry, but we will forward them on to her, except for the ones that asked for more nudity in L.A. because she said she's not going to do that anymore. All right. Okay. Uh, well, a quick word from our sponsor. We have a wonderful sponsor, Solar Power. Solar Power is a huge win-win for homeowners. And a lot of you, however, are reluctant to take the plunge into solar because the upfront costs. Well, Solar City, our sponsor, Solar City, will allow you to go solar for zero upfront costs on approved credit. Solar City will come out and install a solar system on your home for free, and you will only pay for the power you use, just like you do from the utility company, except you'll use a lot less power because the sun is making as much as half of your electricity. Solar City pays for the system, it insures the system, and it maintains the system. All you have to do is sit back and enjoy the savings. So if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. How do you find out? Well, you call this number, get a pencil ready, I'll give you a second, 909-618-6937. That's 909-618-6937. And when you call that number, Tell the person who answers, who is probably going to be a young woman by the name of Tina, who will take your order, and because you tell her you heard it from me, you tell her you heard about it on Music Friday, she'll give you a discount on your order. She can give you a discount of as much as $250 on your order. So that's 909-618-6937. I first saw our next guest at a music club, and I was just knocked out, not only by her talent, by her ability to connect with the audience on a personal level from the stage. Mary Schultz is in her element on stage. When she turns her wicked, brilliant smile on the room, framed by her trademark long feather earrings and thick black ringlets of hair, she makes each person in the audience just relax into what seems like a personal relationship. Her new album, The Girl You Thought You Knew, has the same magic. It pulls you close and makes you feel like she's singing to you. Her clear, bell-like voice, her honest lyrics, her intimate introspection all combine to make this album as much of a joy as her live shows are. And equally joyful, she's here today with us. Mary, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you so much for having me, Patrick. I'm so glad to be here with you. 
Well, Mary, first of all, congratulations on the album. I, I know it's been in the works for a while. It's your first full-length album, and it's really jam-packed with music. You've got 15 songs. Why so many Thank songs you. on this album? Well, um, I, I wanted to take the listener on, on a full journey on this one. I've released a few EPs previously, and I just had a lot that I, that I wanted to say. Um, you know, there was actually a number of other songs that were in the lineup to potentially be on the album that get cut. And when I got down to 15, I just felt like I couldn't, I couldn't cut any further without kind of losing the arc of the album. So that's why, that's why there's 15. And I'm, I'm just very, I'm very happy with all of them and very excited to hear about. It's interesting to hear which songs resonate more with, uh, with people. You know, it's always different, different reasons. So, yep, that's why there's 15. Well, they all resonate with me, and I'm glad you did it, because I know a lot of artists kind of hold back on songs for, for the second album, but you, you've just given us a, a, a huge present, so I think you did the right mm -hmm. thing. Every oh, song good. is a Thank success, you. too, and somehow you managed in 15 songs, there are no fillers at all. Every song is a success. So I, I want to give our listeners a taste of what to expect on The Girl You Thought You Knew, and this is a song that has... I've been listening to all week. It's the uh, the title song for the album, and it's just addictive. Here it is. Maybe, but I tried. Sorry for telling you those lies. Sorry for messing with your mind. Well, I never meant to make you cry. You know, the reason I have the long extension on my earphones here is so I can get up and dance, is which what I was doing with that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Mary, for a, a girl from Philly, you seem to put an awful lot of twang into that song. Um, has, your, has your countryside kind of resurfaced in this album? You know, it's funny. A couple of people have asked me about that. Um, I had a little bit of a country feel to my, my the EP that I released in 2010. I had a little bit of, uh, you know, slide guitar on there and a song called Tennessee. So it kind of lent itself towards the country feel. And um, that really wasn't the intention at all with this album. I don't, I don't really feel that there's much country in it until you get to Standing on the Edge of Goodbye, which is a duet with a country artist out of Nashville, actually. Um, but, you know, it's kind of funny that people, that people have consistently thought that I was from the South just because of apparently a, a slight lilt in my voice when I speak, uh, which I don't know where that comes from. I'm not from the <laughs> South. I certainly spent a, a nice amount of time there, and I do like it there, but that's, you know, not I'm from Philly. So I don't, I don't really know where that comes from. But I love, I love country rock, and I love blues. And um, so I just, just with that song in particular, I just wanted to have a little bit more of a, a grittier, bluesier feel to it. Um, which ones well, is tough towards the southern feel? So, well, it worked. It, it works very well. Like I said, you've you've created an addictive song there. Uh, a, a question, okay. however, um, why did you entitle the album "The Girl You Thought You Knew"? Is this a different girl? Well, it's not so much a different girl as it is just um, a more honest one, I guess. I just find that you know. Over the past few years, I really have been more aware of who I am as a person just for, just for myself, let alone, you know, towards other people. Not that I was ever not being myself, but as you, you know, you grow and you learn about yourself, you just become more of, more of a true, truthful version of who you are. So the album kind of takes you through a, multiple types of transition, you know, being like through your own life with yourself, with relationships with other people. And it's just, I find that through all of that, you just learn more about yourself and then you're just showing other people more about yourself as well. And so that's, that's the meaning of the title of the album. It's, it's not only a showcase to people who have known you through the years who are getting to know you again, but also getting to know yourself again. Well, I'm glad to uh, to get to know you just for the first time, and I want to play a song that definitely has no twang in it, but it's a really powerful story that you sum up into three words, someone else's wife. You never walk I made my choice to live my life, then you pulled your car up right 
That uh, is one of the most poignant songs I've ever heard. Uh, where did that story come from? Um, well, I mean, that story came from my own life. Um, it's it's something that people don't really talk about, uh, if I find, very frequently, and that is, you know, meeting somebody at, at the wrong time. Um, and sometimes it's just, sometimes it's to kind of open your eyes to where, it, well, it's always to open your eyes to where you are and what it is that you should be doing, whether regardless of whether it's um, that you're in the right place or that you're in the wrong place. Um, and so I wanted to, I, I, I was very nervous, actually. <laughs> I feel like I sound nervous about talking about it. I was nervous to put it on the album because it's not something that people, people frown upon the idea of it or, um, you know, even just discussing it, meeting somebody else. Like, I, you know, I was, I was married. I got married young. And, um, and I just experienced what it was like to, like, come across different people and, and realize where it was that I should be or decisions that I should be making. Um, so I wanted to put it on the album because I felt very alone at the time uh, because I didn't want to talk about it. And I was, I was nervous about it, and people don't like to talk about it. So, you know, that wasn't the reason that um, I... I Personally, I'm no longer married, and that wasn't the reason for that. That was just something that came along the way that kind of opened my eyes to a few things. And um, that happens, you know, and I think that it's just a very human thing to meet and connect with other people, and I I wish it would be less of a taboo subject so that people didn't feel so confused and alone and, and shamed and, and, and not want to discuss it and, and help themselves work through things like that. Well, I think the way you did it is is a uh, is a gift to all of us. Um, I know many many people. In fact, we have already. We've got some emails here. Um, Cecily in Austin writes, um, "Who hooray for wife? Uh, we've all been there." Um, mm-hmm. I, I I'm very glad you put that, and I don't think it should be taboo at all. I think you've you've given us a gift with that one. We're talking Thank you with for Mary Schultz, <laughs> right? We're talking with Mary Schultz about her new album, The Girl You Thought You Knew, and you can talk to her at 347-215-7511. You can email her at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. A lot of you are doing that. Um, uh, Simpson Tiger in, um, in Newark uh, wants to know, did you play clubs in Philly, and is, are the audiences different than the audiences in L.A.? And actually, you play clubs all over the country, haven't you? Yes, I have indeed. Um, thank you for writing in, Simpson. I'm a Simpson, right? I'll make sure I get all these names right. Um, yes, I have played clubs in Philly. I've played there over the years before I moved to Los Angeles. Uh, but I also was just recently there. I, after, I released the, the new album in February, and then I went on a three-month U.S. tour. So I was all over the country, and it was just such an incredible experience. But I got to, I played a, a show in my hometown at the Tin Angel, which was wonderful, and it was packed, and such a such a lovely audience, so many like familiar, wonderful faces, and a lot of new ones. So that was great, and it is different. It's different everywhere that you go, Philadelphia to New York, you know, to Minneapolis or Chicago and Los Angeles. Like every everywhere is a little bit different than the types of audiences and the types of things that people want to hear it also largely has to do with the venue itself it's not necessarily the group of people or the location uh sometimes you know the venue lends itself to a more intimate performance and and sometimes the audience is more into hearing the slow stuff and sometimes they want a little bit more of a of an up-tempo feel for the night so it kind of kind of depends on the night and the venue and all that stuff but i love coming home to philly um it's always a wonderful crowd. It's always nice to be in my hometown. And I love playing Los Angeles and, and, and all over the country. It really was a beautiful experience that I had just getting to visit so many different people all around the country. You know, it all comes down to the same thing, which is that we're all human and we're all going through the same crap every day. And it's nice <laughs> to be able to, just to be able to connect with someone, you know. Anytime somebody comes up to me after a show and says, like, hey, this song really really meant something to me because that's what I'm going through right now. And I, you know, that's, that's the meaning of music as far as I'm concerned. That's the point of it. And so that somebody else can say, oh, that's exactly how I feel. I, I couldn't seem to get to put it into words or nobody seems to understand, but, but that's, that's it. You know, that's, that's, that's a big deal to be able to identify with another, with another person on that level. Well, maybe that, that's why you do connect so well uh, when you're up on stage and also in this album. Like I said, the, uh, uh, listening to you sing is, is, is kind of like having a, a private concert. It's uh, really remarkable the way you do it. 
Um, well, I really appreciate that. That's a great compliment because that really is my goal. It's just I just want everyone there to feel at home and to feel like they know me. You know, we don't. We may have never met before, but we're all the same on a certain level, and we all go through the same stuff. So, if if that's the outcome of people coming in and seeing the show, I, I'm really grateful for that. Oh, it works. Um, and you've got a huge range too. You do a lot of different kinds of things, um, and of course that would be expected uh, for somebody for an album that's. Uh, is this generous with this many songs on it? Uh, a song that stands out and actually st- stood out for me when I when I heard you do it live uh, for the lyrics and also the way you use your voice is um, uh, this one here. And uh, I want to play a little bit about uh, uh, I want to play a little bit of in my bed. softer er- erotic uh, side and you modulate your voice so you can range from sweetness to urgency to later on kind of uh, an anthem did you have that sound and feel in mind when you wrote that song or to just kind of evolve as you worked on it um i mean it kind of it kind of evolved i guess when i sat down to write it the, you know the first thing that i wrote was the first two lines i want to feel you in my bed i want to know if it feels the same as it does in my head and I just, you know, it started, it started soft. And then, and then as I was working on what I wanted the production to sound like, how I wanted the band to come in, you know, after the first chorus, and I just wanted it to build the way that, you know, the way that an intimate relationship was built, you know. So that's kind of where that, came, that thought process came from. But it just really came through performing the song over and over for different audiences and just kind of just like finding my way into it and, and how I wanted it to, to evolve. Well, well, the night I heard it, uh, it really quieted the audience. People, just, people listened. Um, <laughs> and, and I don't know if it's because, it, uh, because of the eroticism in it or why, but uh, it was uh, remarkable to, do, to, to, to hear I, funny, the, the chatter sorry, go down. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's funny because I do find that about this song, that it does really bring like a shush. Not that there's always a chatter going on, um, but, you know, between songs and when I'm talking to the audience and people are kind of resituating themselves or getting a drink or whatever. But, and some songs, people, you know, kind of continue to chit-chat depending. But this one, people do really kind of get to a hush. And I think it's because it's such a shift in topic. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of like, oh, I feel this way or, I, I, you know, I, I love this person or I don't love this person. I'm like, you know, like I'm, I'm having this issue. But then when it comes into this song, it's kind of like, oh, hello. It's just very personal. And, and so <laughs> I think I think it always just kind of, I don't think people expect it from me. No. I think it's people, people just, you know, I think are just surprised when it comes out. And so that's kind of fun for me. Uh, now, you moved uh, to L.A. from your home state in Pennsylvania, as we've talked, um, after touring the, co- the country for seven years. I'm surprised you survived that. But um, <laughs> L.A. is a tough town for musicians, even when they're as good as you are. And, and since you're a solo artist, you don't have a team you know, that you're always working with. Uh, and a big city like L.A. can get pretty lonely. So, so why L.A.? And have you conquered its anonymity, its, its loneliness? 
Well, that's a great question. Well, I mean, Los Angeles is really the the hub of the music industry. And I, you know, when I was living in Philadelphia, I was it was easy for me to tour the East Coast a lot, which is great. It was just, you know, like a nice jumping point to be all over the East Coast for shows. But uh, I, I found that I wasn't able to do exactly what it was that I wanted to do as far as as far as networking, getting my name out there, um, as I was when I would come out to Los Angeles. There's just a lot happening here. A lot of really, you know, I say this and I feel like it sounds like I'm saying they're not wonderful people in Philly. There's wonderful people in Philly. But there's a lot of wonderful people in Los Angeles, very like-minded, and it's good to be around that. It's just kind of good to be surrounded by people who are who are all pursuing a creative endeavor. And um, I find that very helpful to myself as an artist and, and as a writer. So there's that, um, and it just it just felt like the right place for me. It felt like the place to be. People ask me why I didn't go to Nashville, and I, I, I really enjoy Nashville. I like being there. I like visiting. I like working with writers down there, um, but it doesn't feel, you know, you just kind of sometimes have a gut instinct about what where you're supposed to be, and, and Nashville feels like somewhere I'm supposed to visit, and New York feels like somewhere I'm supposed to visit and, and work there, but, but to, to be in Los Angeles and really kind of make my make my home and my home here so that I can grow and expand as an artist. And, and yeah, as a solo artist, it's really difficult. I don't work with musicians, other musicians consistently. Um, I manage myself and I book my, my own shows. So it is, it can be very isolating. And I, I'm learning, you know, to, you do have to involve other people to a certain extent. So I'm learning to ask help a little bit more, which is good. And uh, I'm also connecting with other, with other artists who are the same, you know, are doing the same thing that I am. We're all kind of isolated a little bit in a weird way. Um, and I'm grateful to have met along the way other musicians that I bring in for shows. You know, I have a friend uh, who played the Hotel Cafe show, my friend Sean, uh, who's a fantastic songwriter and guitarist. He played in Los Angeles and in San Diego when I played there. And I had, I picked up some musicians. My sister uh, played with me in Hillary when I was in Philly. That was awesome. I had a violinist uh, named Phoebe in New York and a drummer in Boston, you know, and named Kyle. And like, I just, and a, a whole band in Seattle that I got to play with, uh, the Backdoor Trio. So I have, you know, it's really nice when I can bring in other musicians and it's a little bit less of an isolating process. But, um, but yeah, it can be kind of lonely and, and it's just a matter of, I find reaching out and again identifying or connecting with other people who are like, I know exactly what you're going through. <laughs> well, well, I'm I'm uh, glad that you're beginning to to feel more at home in in my hometown. Uh, uh, it it is the music capital of the world, and we're glad you're part of it. Uh, I think your cell phone is drifting a little bit because you're getting a little bit distorted here and there. So. Uh, I, I'm going to uh, play another one of your wonderful songs while you uh, walk around uh, to find just the right place to get all all the bars you can. Okay. Okay. This is this is uh, one more day. Bye. Love that song. Um, while the music was playing, uh, we got a, an interesting question in on the chat room. Um, this is from Gary Clark, and Gary Clark is in London. And um, oh, Gary, want... hi. Oh, you know Gary, okay. <laughs> I do. I know. I know Gary. Gary um, tunes. And Gary's a wonderfully, uh, wonderfully dedicated fan. I love that. It's, it's just. It's always nice to, to actually know. Who, who's listening, and he's always piping in from, from London, and I love that. So, hi, Gary. Thanks for tuning in. Well, uh, Gary uh, says on the chat room that um, I just wanted to say how much I'm enjoying um, Mary's interview and how her passion for music shines through in her song. So, Gary, let me say, great. I'm uh, glad to know that uh, we have an audience in London, uh, and uh, I agree with everything you said there. Um, <clears throat> We are we're almost out of time here. I wanted to, uh, a quick question, and then we're going to have to wrap up. 
Uh, do you anticipate while you're in L.A. You, you might also work in film or television? Yes, actually, you know, I um, I actually did a lot of film work when I first moved out here, and uh, it's not something that I'm that I don't want to be doing so much. It's something that kind of ended up on the back burner a bit with this album and the tour and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I have often been involved in film and television things, be it um, on screen or off. I actually went to school for theater, and I was pursuing some acting while I was out here. I, did, I got to do this Hallmark Christmas film last year. That was a lot of fun. Um, I played a, an office receptionist. That was exciting. And I actually just, I actually just worked on a film that's going to be released in July. Uh, that um, some wonderful friends of mine have like it's a feature film called The Angry Video Game Nerd the Movie that um, my friends have been working on for a few years, and it's going to be great. So, so there's that as well. So yes, I do work in film and television, um, although it's not my main focus. Okay. Um, but I want to get back to, to one more day while we, we have a, a minute here. Uh, there's a line in that song, my body is your weather vane, your lightning runs through me, give me one more day, give me one more way to feel the pain I'm in, and then you're free to walk away. There's a lot of uh, themes in, you, in, in your songs, uh, in Beautiful Tortured and Standing on the Edge of Goodbye, uh, that have that kind of heartbreak and loss. And you're not old enough to have that much heartbreak in your life. <laughs> um, and, I, and, and I'm not asking you to tell us how old you are, but I, but I, I know you, just, you, you couldn't have all of the pain that, that you sing about in your song. At least I certainly hope not. Well, you know, people experience a lot of different things throughout their lifetime. You just never know what people have been through. Um, I mean, for myself, I, you know, I, I did, had a very difficult period of time a few years ago. As I had mentioned before, you know, I did go through a divorce and I and I went through just a lot of relationship changes with moving across the country and just a shift in my life. So it was a very interesting okay. time period. Well, I'm, um, I'm looking forward to this album, uh, and then when the next album comes out, we're going to hear all those happy songs about uh, you're living in Los Angeles. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because everybody says stuff like that. They're always like, oh, you know, it's like there's like so much sad. And I look forward to like all the happy stuff. And there is, a, there is a nice handful of happy stuff on the album as well. But it's oh, also funny is. because almost everybody's favorite song is that one, One More Day, oh. which is like the, the saddest song on the album. And everyone's like, oh, man, I wish you just play happy. But I really love that really dark, really sad song. And when I need to cry, I just put it on, you know. It's so funny because <laughs> everybody's, everybody's got that and everybody needs to explain it and kind of get it out or you know if you didn't get it if I didn't get it out in the song I don't know what I would do I I feel like it's just the greatest therapy outlet for me you know people who aren't writing songs I don't know how they do it they have a punching well, bag they go home to well unfortunately <laughs> uh uh our, our therapy outlet right now is that the network's going to throw us off because we're just about out of time so oh, okay. uh, I, let me let me remind our audience that the album is the girl you thought you knew it's available at iTunes, at Bandcamp, and best of all, it's on her website, the store on her website. That's MarySchultz.com, M-A-R-Y-S-C-H-O-L-Z.com, and I suggest you go there because there's a lot of good stuff, including her blog. Mary, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me, and, and anybody who wants to buy the album, the physical hard copy on my uh, on my website, I'll send you a download code to download it right away while you're waiting for it to arrive in the mail. Okay. And please find me on Facebook and say hello. You've been listening to Music Friday with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyber Station USA. Blog on the Blog Talk Radio Network, the Cyber Station USA Network, and our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page and follow our Twitter feeds, and you'll get real-time updates on our guests. Vote for your favorite musician on Music Friday dot nationbuilder.com and we'll invite them on the show our producer is Lars Christensen our program director is Jason Bartlebin our intern is Angeline Sorano download this and other Music Friday programs at, at cyberstationusa.com or if you want it right away at blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday we are off next Friday for the July 4th holiday but you can get your Music Friday live fixed by downloading any of our hundreds of classic shows at blogtalkradio.com Music Friday. That's blogtalkradio.com slash Music Friday. Have a great music weekend and a great music holiday. Goodbye everybody. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.